Have a cup of tea. 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 I No, it's hi. <laughs> you have to accommodate for my voice range, right? Hello and welcome to Sugary's Crew, <laughs> the podcast without James Brewer, who is currently away on COVID. Yes, actually confirmed uh, COVID now. Actually confirmed after a week of feeling sick, he's finally got his positive test that he's been waiting for all week. Yeah. So who um, are you? Who are you? Ah, yeah, the podcast about <laughs> James is going to have a, he's going to be turning in his grave if he dies. Um <laughs> podcast about uh life tea film covid you're supposed to be repeating what i say back at me <laughs> a podcast about life life films films um and yeah anyway today i'm joined with jen jennifer wardley wardle we allowed <laughs> to say your surname or do yeah, i edit we it can, out? i think we have to since we don't have james here and you guys we don't have James Brewery Brewer. Yeah, I'm Danny no Sugary Sugar, and I'm here with Jen Wardley Wardle. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like you guys, you know, you have a great surname for this podcast, right? So I don't know what hmm. my surname can bring to it. Wadley Waddle. <laughs> so I've I've looked up like what my surname means, right? And it's one of oh, those no. um, English occupation surnames. So it means it, they think it comes from Ward of the Hill, so someone guarding. Oh, that the doesn't surprise me. <laughs> what do you mean that doesn't surprise me? I don't know. That's just the sort of thing you'd be named after. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what I'm doing on this podcast. So I guess I'm guarding James's position here until he's well, safely back. So James last week felt too sick to do the podcast. And he said, oh, why don't you get Jen and do it without me? And I was like, oh, it's all right. You know, we can miss a week and da da da. So then this week... Um, we actually all watched the same movie, which we'll be talking about later. He, um, yesterday, felt good enough to schedule today for the three of us to do it. Um, but then today feels more grotty than he did yesterday. So um, the thing with um, James and his COVID is Janie, who's a community nurse, she uh, got covid first i think and i think that she got it the day after i was at james and and janie's house so um i was a bit worried that we would come down with it too yeah but i think she got it after mm. uh, the day after and i don't know it's weird because I, I as soon as it because i i've not re oh, my ipad just fell over i've not <laughs> been um i guess i've not been paying close enough attention because i didn't really know how quickly the whole thing turns around because i i thought that if she even if she gets sick on Monday and then gets like tested, which she initially tested negative and then tried the following day and tested positive. Um, I, I didn't think that it could all happen quite so quickly, like within days, like I would have expected her to have been, uh, what's the word, contagious, like that the weekend before getting sick, regardless of the fact that she apparently wasn't because yeah. we didn't get sick yeah so do you have do you have any more information about that it seems really <laughs> different for everybody like some people they get 
contaminated or whatever and then are sick straight away others it seems to like percolate for a while and then they get sick and you know you'll have a household where six people get it and the seventh one doesn't even though they all live together you know so Mm. it's really really strange yeah yeah so Janie got sick then Zoe got sick and James started getting sick too but then both Janie was the first to be tested positive um then Zoe was tested positive and then it seemed like the girls were getting over it but James was just perpetually feeling grotty and yet still testing uh, negative at that point still testing negative at home um and then he even went out and got a proper test and that tested negative even just like three days ago which is like almost two weeks after it all started because it's been it's been like almost two weeks pretty much um so yeah he's feeling pretty bad so we hope that he feels better soon. Yes, but we wish he, you a speedy recovery, James. We need yeah, you back. Yeah, he, he insisted that we give him something to listen to on his, <laughs> on his deathbed. Although he, he was kind of worried that he was just, just had man flu. and um, With all the negative tests, right? <laughs> yeah, all the negative tests. And, and he was like, apparently the COVID test doesn't show up man flu. But <laughs> So um, finally, he got the test result I guess he wanted. <laughs> it's that, nice to at least have his symptoms vindicated you know like yeah. he, he he knows he has it now so now it's just about recovering yeah so um so get well soon james and hopefully we don't cock this up too badly <laughs> um f- how was your week what have you been up to anything exciting nothing nothing notable which is great content for a podcast you know mm. <laughs> so well, i mean that's that's basically our podcast <laughs> every week so i think yeah. you're doing great so far <laughs> i guess i guess my week uh besides the usual working from home days is i'm essentially have become a vet nurse for my two pets recently you know oh, we yeah, know yeah, yeah. we know the brownest cat uh, unfortunately has um got diagnosed with kidney disease so i've been having mm. to do these subcutaneous injections three times a day to um, make sure he has enough um, hydration, I guess. Um, what does subcutaneous mean? Subcutaneous is below the skin. So oh, right. it just means you basically um, inject IV liquid under the skin of the cat. <laughs> right, <laughs> anywhere, in, anywhere, uh, as long as it's so, under the skin. <laughs> not necessarily anywhere. Well, I mean, within reason. <laughs> they suggest actually between the shoulder blades. So yeah. the, I was expecting the vet to... Um, have given me a full demonstration and training for, for administering these injections. But they yeah. just said, we'll send you a YouTube link, you know, which is <laughs> yeah. how I generally learn everything anyway. I mean, that's how we fitted a kitchen this week. So <laughs> it's, we'll probably, get to that. it's probably how the vet learned how to do it, right? Yeah, so, probably. Yeah. Um, but it all worked out actually really, really straightforward in the end. So I can see why they allow it to be a, a home care procedure. But it was certainly yeah. a strange thing to suddenly inject a needle into your cat <laughs> but it's one of those things i guess that like once you've done it like it's scary but once you've done it once or twice suddenly it's like exactly. just so matter of fact it was exactly. like you know the last two years of samba's life when we were giving him eye drops constantly and initially it's like we miss and he flinches <laughs> and it goes everywhere and by the end it's so matter of fact it's just like yeah you know it becomes second nature and your pet gets used to it too like julian mm. kind of um, at first I had to tempt him with food so he was distracted while I was giving the injection but now yeah. he kind of just knows that once I sort of bring him to that corner of the room he just kind of sits there and waits for it all to be over so yeah. they certainly get used to whatever we do as well yeah yeah so how is he doing is he pretty good so he's yeah. he, they're actually you know calling him the miracle cat at the vet which is very sweet you know they sort of yeah. thought he had days left and he's already made it I guess almost a month now yeah, um, yeah so it's, it's good so again like 
there's nothing they can do to really cure it, but it's great that he's having this time at home where he's feeling himself again. So yeah, and it's good for you to, exactly. to get used to the idea while caring for him and and getting it, to enjoy it, those moments more. You know, because yeah. you know it's limited. But yeah, certainly yeah. it was a shock at first. So I'm glad it mm. wasn't a quick end as well. It's nice yeah, to yeah. get this time back. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I mean, obviously you listened to our podcast about Samba. Yeah. I think are, are you planning on I, guess, I don't know what it's like with cats would you be taking him to the vet when it's time or will they come to yeah, you yeah I actually asked them about that because I didn't know okay with kidney disease and this um home care treatment he's on all sorts of medications as well and these injections mm. like will he um eventually decline and I'll have to make that decision right of okay now it's time yeah, for yeah. him to be euthanized or will he actually die from his condition and they and they Just said it's likely that he will deteriorate and that you'll right. know to make the decision so yeah, yeah it was definitely helpful to listen to that podcast of, of your yeah. experience with samba because i think you know it'll be the first time as me as an adult goes through that so as yeah, a kid yeah. I've on had, your own as well exactly yeah. on your, your own, own so yeah. so yeah and i think that that's part of the adjustment time i get now as well which i know you had with samba too is you sort yeah. of get to watch them and uh, then you you know when the time is right in the end yeah i mean in hindsight, I think Anna was the strong one. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was still putting it off the day before. I didn't yeah. really like... I mean, once, once we'd been to the vet and, it, it, you know, they both kind of hammered it in, I was like, okay, it's, it's time I see it and it's just yeah. like... But I easily would have dragged it for another week or two, which in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't. And I yeah. think, like, my advice is just when... As hard as it is, you've got to you got to do what's right for the animal. That's right. And, and it's one of those things, like, I don't even know how I will be until it happens. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, you know, it's, it's hard. But I think, like, making the right decision at the right time has certainly made it easier to cope with, like, yes. in the long term. And the memories of, of him are all positive, including the whole ending thing not being a big panic at the last minute and not not being ready for it and exactly exactly there's a little bit more control over it all but yes yeah. um how's so leo guess, doing oh leo's good so he he obviously um i guess the podcast doesn't know but my dog also has medical things going on so he yeah. had uh what's called a, a, a liver shunt so so some blood vessel bypasses the liver isn't mm. filtering out the toxins like it needs to be so that was just something he was born with um mm. And so he had surgery, I guess it would be two months ago or so to correct that. And on Monday, no, Tuesday, he'll actually have the first test where they can do uh, a particular blood test to see if the surgery's done what it's needed to do. Um, right. They're saying 75 to 80% chance it has fully corrected it and it's all good. And the other 20%, there's either further treatment or he might just have to be treated with medication and, and go how he goes, which would not be great because it's a mm. much shorter life expectancy. But he's been amazing like he bounced back from surgery like two days when they said it would be seven days you know like he's he's been a little rock star so mm. i'm pretty optimistic about it he's he's doing better than ever so it's yeah. just a lot more extra stuff for you to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis yes he's on, on medications and treatments and all sorts of things as well has he so still got a cone on or is he that does he does so i i he gets time off with the cone now um mm. Um, like walking and playing, but when I'm not supervising, he has to have it because he'll he'll go and try and um, 
yeah. lick lick his his wounds, which is not related to the liver shunt. He got a random bacterial skin infection <laughs> two weeks right. ago. So mm, so you know, I, I do feel like a vet nurse at the moment, but yeah, <laughs> it is what oh, well, it is. Well, maybe after this, you'll become one. Exactly, exactly. Get paid for it, right? Um, so um, your week. Tell us about yeah, this my kitchen. Week. So we've just. Um, it's now Friday evening. On Monday morning, we still had our, our old kitchen here. So Monday, we took de- deconstructed the old kitchen and then Tuesday, Wednesday, put the floor down like where the kitchen used to be. So we literally just had a bare room that didn't look like a kitchen apart from the pipe sticking out the floor. <laughs> um, and we bought a secondhand kitchen online like for next to no money and and put all the cabinets together and and now it's kind of kind of there like we've we discovered a couple of issues like luckily like yesterday when we were trying to poke one of the um cabinets in and it was touching the gas bottle (laughs) thing and i started hearing hissing yeah and i was like that's no good and so like it turned out that just when you just gently prod it with your finger it starts hissing gas out which, according to the uh, plumber gas fitter, who I affectionately called Gold Plunger, um, <laughs> he said uh, that it's not a good sign, as, as I'd expected. And was but, it something that would have already been there, or would it have happened at turn- when you were like ripping no, stuff No, I think off? It's, it's, so the, it's been degrading for a long time. Oh, but right. Had, had it not happened, we wouldn't have known that, because we, we actually yeah. lived, we moved the um, oven one cabinet over so it's not in the corner of the room so that meant that the pipe was going from the far wall over to the thing which apparently is like non-compliant you're not supposed (laughs) to do that you have to keep that but but we wouldn't have known and we would have just gone ahead with it had had we not had this question about the yeah um yeah so if that there's a few practical things that you can't learn off youtube (laughs) i think i think this is the thing we were talking about earlier like i think you know, to be able to renovate a house really just takes some good good tools, confidence, and YouTube, <laughs> and lowered expectations. <laughs> the and most what, key ingredient. Yeah, yeah, the key, the keyest of ingredients. If you have those four, then I think you'll be all right. But um, there are certain things like gas and you know gas stuff that you probably shouldn't mess with. Um, but yeah, we got that sorted for the time being um the we got water and tonight was the first night that we actually cooked and cleaned in the new kitchen like with using the sink and and the cooker and everything and yeah it's really nice it's like much much better than it was like it's so much more open and loads more space so that's good except we've both done our backs in (laughs) at the same time i was going to ask so so renovating i think is always extremely hard work, uh, both mentally and physically. Have you found yourself overall enjoying it because it's it's getting to problem solve, design stuff your way, or are you finding it's more frustrating and hard work and you're like, I wish we could just have this done? Like, where do you sit on that spectrum? <laughs> um, I think I, I, I quite enjoy the planning yeah. and the problem solving, <laughs> but, but not I'm, not very, I'm not very good at like manual labor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I usually so, like a little bit, like I like, I would want to lay like three tiles and then yeah, not do yeah. the rest, you know, I like to learn yeah. the process and then I don't want to repeat it. Well, I mean, since we've been here, we've 
I've laid carpet, I've put floors yeah. down, I've like we've now built a kitchen and a pantry and, mm -hmm. and you learn a lot of stuff and it's quite it's quite practical. Like there's there's elements that I quite like doing. Um like plastering is quite fun. Yeah. But the plastering part is fun. The then sanding <laughs> yeah. part like and Anna hates sanding as well. Like getting mm -hmm. getting plaster dust everywhere is a nightmare and yeah. now we try to avoid it. Trying to get rid of um, wallpapers a nightmare and we try to avoid it. So, you know, it's, it's a balancing act. I think I like short bursts and then I like long bursts of not doing it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas um, Anna likes to get things done. She's got headphones on so she... Oh, you can hear. <laughs> um, I'm speaking really loud apparently, which is no surprise. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, no, we're getting there now. I think like we're getting to the... The kitchen was really the last essential bastion, I suppose. And is it the last major piece of renovation? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. I think the only the only two major things that we really like... The the two major things in a house are a bathroom and yes. a kitchen. You yeah. know, and they're both pretty much done now. The other thing is that obviously we had the shed delivered within that yes. time. And the glass and then, house. And the glass house. So Anna's been like... We sealed it all up. Anna did most of the work on, on that, but we laid a floor in there and like in the shed and that's looking really cool. So that's like Anna's happy place, which she's not had a chance to spend any time yeah. in because we've been then doing the kitchen. But I think hopefully things will settle down and now winter's coming. You know, we, we wanted <laughs> to be able to possibly paint the outside of the house this summer, but I think it's just too much. It's, it's too late now. It's not going to happen. But yeah. But yeah, so we, we got quite a bit of stuff done and we're going to hunker down for winter. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. So what about your leaks? You had some leaks. Yes, I, I had a strange uh, randomly occurring leak under my kitchen sink, which uh, I don't know. It just seemed to happen one day and it, it looks like it's to do with a very old water filtration system from right, 2018. Which, you don't use. which I don't use. I don't understand. I don't even know if it was hot or cold water. Or what, you what sent me doing. a photo and it said like <laughs> you're supposed to replace the filter within a 20, well, within 12 months of the date written on the filter. And the date was 2018. Yes. When did you actually move in? I, I moved in at the end of 2020. Right. So basically, the the previous owner hadn't done it for, for over a year. year. So yeah. And then so I mean, you could have had you looked in the cabinet and saw that date. You probably could have got them to change it before you moved in. Like I guess a, so. I wonder yeah. if it even. It's funny because you can turn the tap on and the stuff will come out, but it's not. I doubt it's filtered. <laughs> no, but it's the sort of thing you can probably ask them yeah, to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think there know. is probably a manual and and anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was, I think that was the cause of the leak. I did end up turning that little dial and it hasn't really leaked since. So maybe I fixed it. But then if it's as easy <laughs> as that, how did that dial get unturned? Because I never even touch underneath that sink. So still well, a mystery. I guess w you couldn't really tell me whether that, that <laughs> dial, which is also probably known as a tap, was there. <laughs> Was YouTube didn't tell me that. <laughs> no, was water coming out of the wall into the filter or the other way around? I still but. don't know. <laughs> oh well, if it's fixed, it seems to have been yeah. fixed. Yeah, but I, I still haven't put stuff back into that cabinet, so right. I, I'm not fully counting it as fixed yet. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, put put some 
paper towel down or something and see if it gets wet or whatever. I have like, a, a plastic container a that's been... Oh, that's yeah. what I was using even when it was leaking. I'd just empty that every couple hours, but yeah. <laughs> now that's it's not even... a smart way to deal with a leak. <laughs> Why call a plumber? That's yeah, right. right. Let's see how bad it gets. So my final question for this section was how... Uh, uh, how's the grandfather clock doing? Still it's, there? It's grandfather still there. Grandfather clock check. Yeah. Every time you've come on, I think we've checked on the grandfather clock. It's yeah, becoming still, canon. Yeah, still there. Still no batteries because of uh, Julian. The cat would, would attack it. So Right. There it stands. All right, cool. All right. Well, um, I guess... So we don't have a brew this week. But I have a you're, brew. You're going to have a brew. You're going to bring a brew to the, to the sugary brew and make yes. it a proper sugary brew brew. Sugary <laughs> brew. <laughs> Um, so I guess you'll probably want to go and put the kettle on. So we'll, well be back. Well, I actually pre-made it because I thought, why do they always? What? <laughs> why do they it's always? Been stewing for twenty minutes now. <laughs> Not oh, this stewing, is brilliant. But it's been going. I'm cold. just gonna. <laughs> I'll press the. I'll, I'll I'll put the sound straight in there. We can go into it. Yeah, so, because why wait? But but now I realise because the intro is like a nice relaxed chat, and suddenly the tea is cold. But it does distress me how long you two brew your tea for. I, I like you well, do like ten minutes sometimes. <laughs> it's great. Uh, we we tend to we try to follow the instructions, and some herbal teas like insist on like they say ten fifteen minutes or what? which is which is weird. I mean, I I would never usually brew anything for that. Long, Any tea would go cold by then. Yeah. What what tea do you have? Well, I will first confess I'm a cereal under brewer. So I like sometimes Ooh. it might be 30 seconds, 60 wow. seconds. Like okay. it's, it's criminally well, even bad. Herb- herbal teas that will oh, just taste like hot water. Tea. Like herbal tea, I really don't want the tea bag in there for long at all. Wow. It's okay. like dip it in a couple of times and get it out of there. But it's been there for the last no, 22 I minutes. Bag. No, I, I followed the instructions exactly uh, because it's, okay. a, it's a sugary brew tea tasting thing. All right. So this one, this one was two minutes. It's, it's mm-hmm. uh, from, from T2, <laughs> which is, you know, a very commercialized tea franchise, which I find interesting because it has a bit of a marketing scheme of being a very, like, you know, diverse in teas and natural, but... Every single one seems to contain artificial coloring and flavoring. So, have you got the box on you? I, I have the the little packet. I didn't hold it have... up. I'll take a photo. Okay, but Even why am I? I don't okay. know. His, historic. <laughs> oh, instead of you. Historically, every photo we've ever taken with you on the show hasn't actually been published. That's great. That's great. But news that, for me. that's also anyone else's photo or our own photos <laughs> that have ever been taken yes. for the for the show have not been. So anyway, what's so, it called? So this one is called Jade Mountain. And the reason mm. I just have one packet is it actually came from a advent calendar that I had at Christmas of these teas. Okay. And there's a reason I haven't had this Christmas one yet. Christmas 2018. <laughs> yeah, Christmas 2018. <laughs> now, so it says that it's a, it says explore Jade Mountain and discover a utopia of cocoa, brittle pieces and green tea. The ascent mm. may be steep, but the hint of chocolate and sweet hazelnut praline is totally worth it. Now, to me, I'm not a fan of the idea of what brittle pieces are. It doesn't doesn't say what that is. And hazelnut and chocolate in a tea seems strange to me as well. I assume brit- brittle is probably like caramel chunks. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. wait. In the in the ingredients, it has in brackets after brittle pieces, sugar and hazelnut. So I think you're right. It's probably yeah. a... That makes sense. It's like a... I think they call brittle like hardened caramel that you then smash yes. into tiny pieces 
yes. Yeah. It has chicory roots and it does have artificial flavoring, which is signature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is completely random, but I mean, it sounds pretty good. What's it smell the, like? <laughs> the smell's not great. <laughs> oh, it, no. it smells a bit like um, you, you had one of those like Ferrera shares and it yeah. sort of sat behind a cupboard for three years and got crushed. Oh, no. and, then, and then you're cleaning, cleaning the dusty carpet that it's been wow. mashed into and that's what it smells like. Wow. Mm. I'm glad I'm not let's having that. Give, let's give it a right, go. go on. <laughs> it's hard to do if I'm laughing. Don't, it's hard to do with one hand. Don't spit it out anyway. <laughs> this is not easy. <laughs> usually usually you would be taking tea as well so then you would be able to like joke at me while I'm oh i can i can have a glass of water and pretend to like <laughs> make sippy noises are you gonna be all like ladylike and not sip for us oh yep that was completely it's, silent what that was, that loud was silent slipping. oh maybe oh, maybe oh, my maybe, recording i'll, will I'll check your recording otherwise if it, it if it is silent, I'm going to add my own really <laughs> horrible slurping noise when you drank that. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it is tepid, which is not its fault. That's, that's me having no, Brutus That's early. our fault for talking too long. It tastes better than it smells. Um, right. It's, it's very mild in flavor. It just tastes like very watered down hot chocolate. Um, oh, that's yeah, not, it's like, that doesn't it's like sound you used br- 10% of the amount of cocoa powder you should have to make hot chocolate, and this is what you've been left with. Would not recommend. <laughs> uh, uh, would not recommend. It's like a dusty Ferrero Rocher you found at the back of your And then cupboard. put, put and some then put lukewarm some, water. W- oh, God. <laughs> it's real bad, and I that won't be tasting nasty. any more of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So that All was right. T2's Jade Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Poor T2. I think we should maybe try and seek out something else that we may like more in the future from T2. I, I do have I do have some that I like, uh, particularly their, um, what is it called? French Earl Grey is very nice from T2. Right. Cool. Yeah. I'll note that down and then maybe yes. we'll try and get some of yes. that for a future episode. I'd like you to review that. That'd be great. Cool. All right. Well. Done. I guess we'll move on to TV minute. I don't even know what we call our <laughs> TV own TV 20 minutes. <laughs> TV 20 minutes. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Jolly welcome, jolly back. <laughs> TV. Uh, so this week or in the last two weeks, we, the three, um, have watched After Yang. How about you give us a little synopsis of what this movie is? <laughs> so it's basically about a family. So there's a, a mother and a father, and they have an adopted daughter, Mika. And they have also a AI sibling for her, an older sibling. Um, and the story is basically about what happens after... His name's Yang. Oh, yes. <laughs> I told you, I'm not great with the character names before. Yeah. Uh, Mika is the, is the young girl, right? And, and actually, I guess key, t- key to, to some of it is that she's their adopted daughter and she mm. uh, is from China. And part of the reason they have this artificial intelligence older sibling for her is to help instill in her some appreciation and knowledge of Chinese culture Mm. Um, which is an interesting take. You yeah. know, I haven't, haven't yeah, yeah, seen yeah. that before. And and basically, um, you know, what happens in the first five, ten minutes of the film, right, is that Yang 
has a malfunction and it's about what happens following that with this yeah. with this core family unit. So yeah, before like just to just to give some some background, Jen likes android type sci-fi movies. <laughs> right? <laughs> like when I told you what weird. it was about, it was like, oh, that's exactly what up my True. alley. True. It's more broad than that. Like I, I definitely am fascinated by the idea of artificial intelligence. So whether it's mm. a, a movie or a book or actual documentaries or just looking at, you know, what what Boston Dynamics have most recently built. You know, it's it's very broad. So yes, anything with that theme is going to pique my interest and and certainly mean that I'm possibly more interested in in this film than than the broader the audience would be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what did you think of it? It's a really uh, difficult film to even pinpoint how I felt about it because there were some really interesting themes. Like I, I actually like the the setup of of this family situation, mm. uh, the story, some of the 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 hints it gives you to what this society is like. It's it's very subtle in terms of not really telling you where society's up to in its history, what other technology they have, how widely used these AI machines are. It's it's very subtle about that, which which is is kind of a nice change to, to yeah. films that kind of throw everything at your face and, and I think that's why I kind of said is it really sci fi in some ways. It's like I mean it, it has that premise and it's got that I mean it's kind of all centered around that. Yeah. You know, the 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 parts um, of the android and the android being like an old model which is like supposedly you know more precious than the new <laughs> models because and the whole kind of thing in a way was that he's like that there was some kind of um old old program that um the developers put into the old droids which was discontinued like very quickly for um, as a learning exercise for the androids, they would record five seconds or something yeah, five, five of, e of every day of their existence. And it turns out that um, Yang was one of these old test droids, and he, or at least like had this program running. Um, and when he dies and he takes him to like someone to actually take him apart, they find the memory stick that contains all of his memories, including his previous appointment um which was unknown really at that time right they had a, the family had been told that he was essentially had only been around for a few days and yeah it was like a in. refurb yeah yeah when actually he'd had these other lives right yeah I, he I, had an entire other life and where the value really sat in in that memory stick or whatever is mm. that it was up to the android to decide what to record that day you know, and that yeah. was a really interesting, I, I mean, that really interests me. I would love that, you know, that decision yeah, point yeah, yeah. of what's what's important. And then also what does having access to those essential memories do to the to the Android, right? There's some interesting questions there. And I guess yeah. one, one failing for the film for me is that it, it sort of plants these little seeds of interesting ideas, but doesn't do anything mm. about them. You know, it's just like setting up ideas in your mind and then the film concludes and it's, you know, whereas yeah. I, I greedily kind of want to see it um, dive into those those themes a little deeper and, and continue the story a bit more. I think like there's a lot of very interesting ideas around the edges. And yeah. I think um, uh, the, the film, unfortunately, in some ways, kind of tries to focus a lot more about 
the human yeah. element of the connection of the father and the daughter and, and their kind of, you know, the, the sort of, you know, the, the typical kind of family dynamic rather than like it introduces a lot of interesting, like even stuff we've already talked about, just kind of newish sort of sci-fi th- kind of questions yeah you don't see explored very often and i think like had it explored them more and rather you know rather than just you know him kind of just going about trying to <laughs> help his daughter cope with the loss of her elder yeah, sibling it was very and, human in that and yeah and and like you know trying to think how he can sort of i guess make some money or whatever or, you know it was and, very uh everyday sort of things that it was exploring right yeah which was strange to have these exciting little sci-fi fringes but actually focus on this father's relationship with his daughter and that he was had he put enough time and attention into that like i feel like these are commonly explored and experienced themes but i was not what i was there to watch you know and i almost would have preferred this to be like a 20 minute short film that was focused on those ai sides and just leave it at that you know so that it actually is based on a short. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> By the uh, same I ha- director? Or? I'm not sure, actually, and I, I, I probably should have looked it up. But, <laughs> Maybe we should um, have I watched that. <laughs> it, was either a, it was either based on a short story that or it was based sense. on a short movie. That I don't might know. make sense. Yeah. I'm not sure. but That um, explains why there's about that much content in it. <laughs> yeah, which is a shame because that yeah. part of the content is the exciting, interesting stuff. And it kind of, like, meandered for the entire... Yes thing like that there were interesting elements and then there were long car mm. rides and and it, like it was a very relaxed pace and and it, yeah. it was almost like meditation state at some points just drifting yeah. along and i i can see that would be very off-putting sometimes even to me but i was in it when i watched it i was it was the end of a long day and i was kind of ready to just relax into it and it was yeah. it kept me interested enough that i wasn't reaching for my phone throughout you know so no. so i appreciated that but Again, it's in that category of like, I couldn't really recommend this to somebody, you know? <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing is like when we, when Anna and I sat down, the opening scene, even before the credits, we found quite interesting. Yeah. Can you remind um, me of what that opening was? Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. What it was, was um, he was working in that tea shop. Oh. And, he, and there was this thing called tea crystals, which I don't That's- know if they... I, on yes. a, considering it's a tea podcast, I should know whether tea crystals actually exist And we should mention there is a strong tea theme in the film, actually. There is there's a tea theme, and that's why I thought... Yes. Yeah, and that's why I thought, like, because, yeah, there's a lot of, like, cultural yeah. tea ceremony I type references. I enjoyed that side of it. Yeah. I think, like, so, yeah, I think the opening scene was a lady coming into his tea shop that, that's right. and, and asking him for crystals, specifically. Yeah, tea and crystals. He was like, well, mm-hmm. I've got all these, like, I can, I can make you up the perfect, like, tea crystal, like, I can make you a traditional tea, you know. And she was like, no, 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 I just want crystals. And I just thought, okay, that's, that's like an interesting future kind yes. of thing. That it's still kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like a present day setting, but it's sort of sci-fi and, yeah. and, you know. And then they did that dance competition. Oh, that's true. See, these are which, bits I really enjoyed, actually. I actually yeah, really enjoyed and, and so the thing is that in the first kind of 10, 5, 10 minutes, yes. when the, so basically there was this, this um, like, the opening credits, I think, it, yes. it's part of the opening That's credits. Right. There's, there's like every night, there's like an elimination 
like game show between all the families where they all stand in front of a camera and do this like very synchronized dance a synchronized dance and basically every person and this is again it's an, it's another sort of like fringe idea about the society that they're yes. living in without really going into the details but which i thought this is exploring mm. you know this could get interesting because it was like what is going on here yes. so it kind of reminded me i guess of um black black mirror mirror yes yeah. it felt a bit like, like an episode of that at the beginning right yeah we especially with the kind of almost tongue-in-cheek funny like and really color-coded music video type thing there, there is a slight dystopian tone uh, yeah. in terms of human interaction and how society and technology has changed that but sure. only very slight which i enjoyed but yeah yeah again, it's not explored. like we only want tea crystals we don't yes, want tea I love anymore that kind of thing. Yeah. But, but like with the dancing and people get eliminated and <laughs> i don't actually know what the winning family wins but basically it opens with this family including yang because he hasn't shut yeah. down yet doing this really kind of funny but they're taking it quite serious all all of them including um the young Mika that's Chernobyl um (laughs) take part in this dance and like we were really enjoying the movie yeah until that dance finished and then it kind of changed pace completely and the sort of tongue-in-cheek or you know the the the, yeah that that kind of that feel kind of disappeared completely, completely. Disappeared. it became it became like a real sort of melancholic it's, it's kind almost of like as soon as yang shut down so did yeah. that that beautiful spirit of the film you know and, yeah, and after yeah. that it was just watching some troubled humans meander about and then yeah exactly and and, and they there was some interesting towards the end of the film some interesting revelations about yang and the memories and everything and yeah but they they did end up putting a little bit too much of a sickly sweet like oh how beautiful memories of your children are kind of lens yeah, yeah, yeah. to it which yeah, yeah, felt yeah. unnecessary like i feel like yeah. they treated us as a pretty um like intelligent audience and, and didn't lead us and then at the end they're like feel an emotion i'm hammering this into you feel it yeah human. and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. what <laughs> and, and that's the thing i think like a, a lot of the little you know vignettes of of memories of yang i thought like and especially in the context of it being his decision to record that for the day like i thought that could have been really interesting yeah um but it it you know there was a lot of like repetition of of things and i don't know it was just it, it unfortunately i don't think it it hit the mark yes. for me but yeah it, it was it was potentially interesting and if it is a short film we should probably seek that out and, and see, see what it's where, like where exactly that... and and if you are interested like i am in sci-fi and, and ai themes i'd say it's worth a watch just for those really nice enjoyable fringe elements yeah. um just uh quickly as well on the memories thing mm. what that reminded me of is an app called one second have you heard of yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah i was thinking of that yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, for people who aren't familiar it's basically like basically an app that lets you um record a, a video or a photo that's one second duration video every day of the year and then it, yeah. you can play it back um as a little film and it's it's actually a really cool process and i did it for a few months and loved the outcome but then i got too lazy you know yeah. to continue it i wish i had i mean the thing is with me is i mean i guess yeah looking back like had i done it i probably it would have been all samba until yeah. he was gone and then it would have just been like staring at plant pots and 
for a while and then it you know that's, and then it would just be like and then kind of nothing happens especially when you're at home certainly what you feel like when you're making it is like my day is actually very similar my week is very similar but mm. then when you look at it in years a lot changes like you've moved house you know um you've done all sorts of things and it and because it's only a second every day of the year it becomes a very yeah. short video you'd actually see a great progression over the years, but because you're recording that same second, it feels like rep- repetition, you know? It's, it's, it's an interesting experiment because I, I like, it's almost like if you took it on as, I'm going to record intentionally mundane seconds of my day yeah. in order to try and like, because when you look back to it, it's kind of like your subconscious memory being played back to you. It's not the, it's not the big moments that you remember. No. It's all the stuff that there's no way you're going to remember. And in, in having a cue for those things might actually, you know, kick, kick you into a, a different sort of gear of memory in some way. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I also was a bit worried about doing that with the app just because I didn't know whether it was being fed to some like big machine. Whereas I'm, I'm always like, I don't mind, you know, I, yeah, I am yeah, yeah. all for the big data and everything <laughs> in some sense. And actually yeah. the, the bits I did record were mundane. It was like my mailbox or the train doors opening. And, and when I look back because it was pre pandemic, I'm like, those are things I don't do. Like the commute, I don't do anymore at the office. Yeah, I don't yeah. go to anymore. It's so interesting. So I'm almost talking myself back into downloading that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you again. should do it. You should give yeah. it a go. Yeah. Or at least give us that uh, three months worth of footage to put on the podcast. I should see it. Yeah, Facebook. yeah. If see you if have I can, it, that'd I, be cool. I assume when I redownload the app, it will be there. Because it goes know. hand in hand with, with this movie. Yeah. So I think that, I would, think be that cool. would be good. So yeah, essentially, I think to tie, to tie after Yang up is like, it's interesting, especially if you're into that kind of thing, but also... Be prepared. It's... Yeah, it's not, it's probably not the best, you know, it's kind of like a very small budget short that, you know, that's been kind of dragged out a Mm. a little bit. But it is only Um, 90 minutes and it's a relaxing, fairly interesting watch. So, you know, don't completely dismiss it either. So another, just quickly, we're at 43 minutes. We've got a few more minutes. Um, I watched a film called Kimmy. It's a film by Steven Soderbergh, who did traffic amongst other movies it's again set in a kind of um uh it's it's a similar sort of theme i guess it's about a, a woman during who's kind of agoraphobic uh zoe kravitz lenny kravitz's daughter i don't know if you she's been in a, a number of things and i really like her too <laughs> but anyway she's locked up in in a house um just during and after covid and it's kimmy is basically a Siri and it's the whole premise of the movie is that um what apparently differentiates Kimmy from Siri and the other one um (laughs) (laughs) all the other assistants is um that they have humans who listen back to any sort of problematic recordings and make decisions about like they're basically she is someone who gets supposedly anonymous snippets of like things that Kimmy gets wrong uh, and then like programs a solution to that so that to improve Kimmy over time. But it turns out that one of these recordings, she hears a really muffled um, like recording, which she hears a lady screaming in and she's Mm -hmm. sort of like gets out all this like analog equipment to try and, but she's 
scared of leaving her house at the best of times anyway but she manages to filter out the sound and hear that it's basically like a rape in progress that yeah. she hears and it's a it's an old recording it's not obviously a live recording but she contacts her place of work and tries to flag it and you know without giving too much away like it's actually like we really enjoyed the first three quarters of the movie <laughs> yeah. like it's really tense cool idea like loads of like interesting stuff about like the morality of the whole thing yeah. and all this stuff but then it really suffered it <laughs> totally didn't stick the landing like oh. it became some really terrible actors came out of the woodwork at the end and it became really kind of like it's almost like they didn't know how to finish it it was like yeah. it became it became like a normal kind of chase type situation where she <laughs> you know, eventually manages to, like, kill the people who are trying so to, yeah. to shut her up. Yeah. And then it kind of, like, ends in a really, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's like they ran out, completely ran out of steam. But, <laughs> so, if you want a complete package, this probably isn't it. But the first three quarters of the movie is definitely something that we enjoyed a lot, like, probably more than after Yang, like, just the whole pace of it, the the tension it was filmed really interestingly you know like when she braved leaving out her apartment the the shots were all off kilter and it was like it, it really made you feel kind of uncomfortable yeah like she would be like so but then it just completely fluffed it <laughs> the last 15 20 minutes was terrible it sounds like one i'd definitely be keen to watch just for the premise alone and just being prepared for the yeah the the last 15 minutes or so yeah so just don't worry about that too much mm. but um but yeah the rest is really good and finally the green planet we've been watching the green planet which is the the new um david At attenborough presented series because <laughs> as we all know he's probably not doing the writing anymore but it's just like amazing obviously like the blue planet was about like underwater the Green Planet is all about flowers and trees and plants. Um, and they've, as they always do, developed some new technology of being able to um, do stop motion footage over a really long period of time, but still doing camera moves oh, yes. at the time because yeah. they've got the technology to actually, you know, step things over the course of a year. Yeah. In, and it's a mixture of like studio stuff, which is quite interesting in itself because like day night cycles, they just have constant lighting. So you kind of see like flowers act like animals because they're like in fast forward and, you know, even talking about how vines try and find something to, it's you know, and you sort kind of disturbing usually. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. It's like all these plants and, and flowers and trees in fast forward become completely like animals yeah like you know um so that's a high recommendation for green planet have you been watching anything else this week no i don't think so i wasn't sure whether we should quickly talk about elden ring since the yeah. two of us are here yeah why not um, turn it into a gaming podcast let's go yeah <laughs> do you want to give it a bit of an intro or well a yeah, I mean, Elden Ring, it's it's one of the, I guess, part, like a, part of the um, series of Dark Souls games in a, in a sense, right? It's, it's mm. by a studio who's known for these very rich RPG games that mm. are known to be extremely difficult, right? Like it's mm. a, 
you're known hard. to brutally hard, you're mm. going to die every few minutes and, and be punished for it, you know? And mm. um, I, I absolutely love that series of games. The, yeah. There are actually so few games out there these days that are truly challenging in that sense. Like it's almost um, when you're going into a new game, you're, you're almost expecting to never die these days and, and be led yeah. through it. And you're just following the same path everyone else is taking. Whereas a game like Elden yeah. Ring is very much the older style of gaming where you have to find your own way. And there's many different ways. There's not really a wrong way. And you're going to, to be challenged and um, your experience will be different to that of other people. And it's, it's very interesting in that sense. Yeah. And I think like in this case, for the first time from software, who's a Japanese software company um made an open world version of their yes. previous games and previously you know like if you if you in elden ring make your way to a castle or some enclosed sort of area that would be what their previous games would be like but then there are these moments that are kind of traditional to the series but also massive like open Un, unhandheld as you mentioned yeah. like you're not there's there's no real indication of where you should go and there's there's rough indication but if you go there you're probably going to die like you would anywhere else um basically anything in this world can just kill you and it's very kind of um drab and and like sort but of beautiful, dark and depressing beautiful and as well as dark and depressing yeah amazing it's such a strange like, world the graphics crazy creature design and mm. like all sorts of like weird just crazy ideas like for characters um and creatures and fights that you just couldn't imagine possibly winning and i think that's kind of where it sort of really appeals because like things that you do like you just can't like uh surmount that challenge and then suddenly you you can and you feel more powerful but it's not that the game has become easier for you it's just like you're learning new tricks you're upgrading your stuff and it it feels like an old school rpg in the truest sense where you're kind of just making your character good in whatever way you want and one of the things that i always like get wrong in these games is i try to balance everything and that's <laughs> one of the things that you guys were yes. telling me not to do it's like um you know, you, you need to just let go of being good at everything and just sort of... Yes, your, your character either has to be able to cast magic or it has to be strong enough to carry a big weapon or quick enough to use daggers. You know, like you can't have yeah. all of those things and, and you have to choose. And, and every enemy you fight is very unique. One enemy might be immune to poison while another one can be completely killed in two seconds with poison. So there's a lot of learning and exploration about... How do you Discovery. defeat this specific enemy and what do I need to do to my character to, to get past this certain area? Um, and there is also a multiplayer element which we've been trying out, right? So we've been yeah. to each other's worlds and you can essentially summon your friend into your world to help you with a certain area. And, and there's a lot of fun in that too um, because it doesn't even make it that much easier sometimes, you know? It's just you're both dying no. together again and again and that's, yeah. that's quite fun. Yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah, with, with the multiplayer element, I think there's... You know that usually there are a couple of things I would get quite sort of have have a bit of struggle with is one is not being able to be balanced and be able to try everything <laughs> because I'm not necessarily going to play. You know, Cookie has played 140 hours for now one character. <laughs> for, yeah, and he's now on his third character, and I think that's that's one of the beauties of this game mm -hmm. is like you don't you may have seen the map 
Uh, but even just your interaction with every character can be so different based on your weapon choices and your your character choices that going back into the world as a completely different character does feel like a different experience. Whereas usually, you know, even especially open world games nowadays, that that you are a pre predefined character who may be able to like spec in certain ways, but you know, you, you don't really have much choice over anything, including where you go. They're kind of still corridors in these open worlds mm -hmm. where you have to follow these stories. Um, and this just throws all of that out the window and just says, here's a world, do what you want. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. And, and wear crappy, like, enemy <laughs> armor for the first 80 hours, even if it looks shit, because it's, you know... It's what it is. And, and <laughs> another part of the game design I really respect is that they have almost designed it so that you can't find and explore everything. So the way they've designed the, the look and feel is you can be in a dungeon down a straight corridor and because they've put a light, um, like a light source in one corner, mm -hmm. the shadow cast over a very obvious doorway it looks in completely invisible to you until you yeah. maybe turn around and explore the dungeon backwards and you're like, how did I miss that doorway? You know, and yeah, yeah. it's just incredible to think that you've explored an area and then get to find entirely new things every time you go back yeah so that's elden ring and what what's giorgio rr armani martin got to do with apparently it? apparently he helped right but I, I don't know we kind of have a bit of an in joke with that because compared to old souls games it just feels like they've renamed a few elements you know instead of yeah. instead of magic rings you use magic talismans it's like is that what he contributed i don't know but yeah it's, and it's, it's weird funny. it's weird that they actually needed in any way to get yes. his name involved or whether he because he can't be a, a i can't imagine he's a fan of the series or has played any of these no. games so i don't i don't know where the pr stunt actually Came became from. useful for anyone because it, it's it wouldn't be good for him necessarily it wouldn't be good for them like i don't understand no and if where... he's involved in if he was involved in the story which is what seems the most obvious thing the story is yeah. as ob obtuse as any other souls yeah. game like yeah, it doesn't absolutely. It, it, they're notoriously um strange and convoluted stories that you feel like yeah. you're only getting a hint at so i don't know why he would be involved with that yeah it's really strange but anyway that's <laughs> yeah. the thing but highly recommend so, 10 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, we do highly yeah. recommend. It's it's getting a lot of high praise, obviously, yeah. for good reason. Um, but it's not for the weak of heart or someone who is extremely casual, like with it, or has limited time, or a baby, or... But if you like if you like wielding swords and exploring fantasy worlds, yeah. I think that's almost enough even for a, for a new gamer yeah. to enjoy. Yeah. And if that's what you're into, if you're, if you're a, a tabletop RPG player who's willing to be slaughtered over and over again but don't have a console it may even be the reason to get one it's just like the most um the most kind of developed feeling open world that i've experienced i think from a from a traditional pen and paper sort of state where you can just discover holes in grounds and find caves and all sorts of stuff exactly so. and and because you can summon a friend in you know if, if you have a gamer friend then you know they can come you can and get a tour guide you. exactly you can get a tour yeah. guide yeah yeah that's cool well i think um we're at 56 minutes and That'll i don't do. know if we have to i don't know if we have to edit anything we're that, we're that professional <laughs> neither of us swore or said anything particularly <laughs> but we, racist we miss, we miss james terribly <laughs> we do we do we and very um much do. We'll be hopefully back next week where yes. he can tell us his brief thoughts of After Yang. That would be great. Um, I would love to hear that. 
as well as maybe French uh, French Earl Grey from T2, if we can find it. If you can I'm, find it. Yeah, it's, it's been difficult not really seeing him or even because I, I he's been saying he's been grotty for the last two weeks. And, you know, we, we obviously yeah. see each other a minimum of once a week, but often we'll talk and it's just I've not really heard his snotty voice for a couple Aww. of weeks. So, um yeah, it'll be it'll be good to to get back together, and he he'll be I'm sure very impressed with the uh, with the new kitchen. So <laughs> hopefully he's feeling up to it next week. Thank you, Jen, for joining us and A for pleasure. taking thanks for having me taking James's spot this week and <laughs> keeping um, it warm. <laughs> we'll be back next week. See you all then. Okay, okay bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> Have a cup of tea. Have a cup of tea. Have a cup of tea. Have a cup of tea.